Thanks for listening to the Idea Fountain. We are now four seasons deep, and there are so many amazing conversations to catch up on. I recently had a friend who was trying to figure out where he should go on vacation. He listened to Season 1, Episode 2, Conservation, with Jaffe of Sarara in Kenya, I just got a text. He's in Kenya right now. He went after listening to the episode. I also was navigating something the other day personally, and I was inspired to go back to season two, episode one, Imagine It Forward with Beth Comstock, and I got so many gems from her wisdom. I hope you can dig into the archives and connect with some of the most amazing people in the world for a life-changing conversation. I I always say, if you're going through something and want to hit me up, I can actually recommend what would be the best conversation to listen to. And today, we're talking to Christina Dam from Liberate Emporium. Not only is she the owner, but she's one of the hypnotherapists. Hypnotherapy is a resource that can straddle the line between clinical therapy and new age, but it's been a game changer for me. Here's more on that. I-E-A-F-O-U-N-E-A-I-N This is the Idea Fountain. Life-changing conversations. Christina, I'm so excited to have you on the Idea Fountain today. And uh, it's funny, in life, I feel like we all have certain tools we use to make our life better, right? Whether it's a regular, um, you know, practice with fitness or nutrition or meditation or traditional therapy uh, and hypnotherapy has been part of my practice. It's terrifying to think how long I've actually known you because I think of different stages of my life and things that I've gone through and we've known each other over 10 years now. Yeah. It's been over a decade. I can't believe that, but it's, it's true. And you've changed so much and went through so many different, uh, shifts over that time. I really did. And having hypnotherapy as one of the tools has been, um, really helpful. And I I was saying to you earlier, I fell out of practice a little bit just with life because you have your shop Liberate Emporium in Los Feliz. Mm -hmm. And um, I used to live in Silver Lake. And then when I moved to the other side of town, not that it's far, it just wasn't in my backyard anymore. And I also finished college. So at that point, my weekends were just crammed with doing homework and stuff. But we we reconnected recently because Somebody in the UK randomly asked me, do you know a good hypnotherapist? And I was like, I do. And then shortly after somebody said, my dad's having a lot of nightmares and I just don't know how to help him. And I said, I do. (laughs) And after sending a couple of people your way with getting rave results, I was like, oh, I should probably reconnect with Christina. Aw, it's, it's, you know, that's one of the things that I love about hypnotherapy is that it's result orientated, you know, like if people come and it's to work on something specifically most of the time, I mean, people can work on things that are um, a little bit more emotional or confidence boosting and things like that. But, you know, if you come for something, you get the result. Well, you talk a little bit about 
other reasons or blocks people might come in. I just think it's interesting and um, something people not, might not have thought of. Like, I remember sending somebody your way who uh, had been in an accident, like a biking accident, and they were really having a hard time overcoming it. And like, what are other ways people, you know, yeah. might... Um, want to go do hypnotherapy or what are other reasons people might want to go do hypnotherapy? Well, I think like hypnotherapy became popular or more popular and well-known for habit change, right? So quitting smoking, nail biting, fear of flying, those type of things, you know, shifting, shifting behaviors or shifting types of fears or phobias. But really I found over the years, it can be worked for anything. Anytime you're having the same pattern occur in your life, or you're hitting some kind of wall or block, or you want to add something or take something away. So I know that that's kind of like a, like a, like a large amount of different things, but um, sleeping, uh, habit change, motivation, shifting your perspective, because you get into somebody's mind, and you literally like change the way they see the world. And in turn, they change the way that they see their self. So I've had, I've had people where they, they're going through job changes or relationship problems or whatever it may be. And they need that little push of shifting how they see things and believe in their self. And suddenly I had one person get six, six promotions in one year. Wow. Yeah. Single mom trying to, you know, increase her prosperity. And we changed the way that she looked at herself and it's literally six promotions. She doubled her salary within a year. That's unbelievable. Within uh, the same company too. Like it was just like, you know, but the company was big, but she kept on applying and going and, you know. I remember when I first went to see you, at least I think I remember, this is how you explained to me why hypnotherapy works compared to traditional therapy, which we'll talk about in a moment too, because I think that has its own value. Yeah. But um, I remember you saying that there's so many different people that focus on, at the time, this is again, how long I've known you, the secret was wildly popular, right? Yeah. People were so focused on manifesting and creating what you want. But I remember you saying that it doesn't matter how much you want to manifest. If your mind thinks something is true, like this desk is wood. If mm -hmm. I want to say it's pink, I could try to manifest this desk is pink. This desk is pink. This desk is pink a million times, but your body and your mind knows it's a wooden desk. It's not yeah. pink. Yeah. And, and you need to go into the subconscious to change that belief. Yeah. Is that right? Or <laughs> no, absolutely. You, you, that's the really good way of explaining it. That's how I kind of explained it to you. But yeah, it's because our minds are so powerful. We walk around and we can only pay attention to about seven plus or minus two things. So five to nine things at a time. And I'd say even probably less nowadays that we're so overloaded and fried that you know, while you're sitting here listening to this or, or we're talking like you, you're, you're probably not noticing a minute ago how you felt sitting in the chair or your shoes on your feet or your socks or your pants or whatever. You didn't notice because your mind decided to negate that to pay attention to something else. Right. And so we're bombarded with over a million different bits of information at any given moment. 
right? You could, from, from feelings and sensations to uh, what you can look at, to what you can hear, to what you can um, notice internally in your body. And we are walking with this filtration system of our unconscious mind that is deciding what we pay attention to. So we can walk down the street, we can notice this store, this restaurant, that, but we can maybe live in the same neighborhood for years and not notice other things. And why? You know, and it's just because your mind picks it out. But also, if we go back to this manifestation of, of, of you know, when people were doing, let, let's just think it and now create it, uh, it. That doesn't work that way if you don't believe it, because it, you know different and you you will reject it in a moment, in an instant, you know, just like you were saying, the desk being pink. If you know that it's not, you're going to reject it. But under hypnosis, you become hyper suggestible and you could actually start to see the desk as pink. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about what so many people consider traditional therapy versus hypnotherapy, right? We talked about hypnotherapy being something that can clear blocks. Like I have a friend who tried quitting smoking forever, went to hypnotherapy and hasn't smoked for eight years. Um, but one thing that I think is interesting is that hypnotherapy can really straddle the line of spirituality. And at the same time, traditional, I don't know if you would call them Western doctors, but like more academic therapists do hypnotherapy as well. Yeah. How how does that work? Yeah, that's the interesting thing because you have it, you have a clinical regular PhDs that end up studying and learning hypnotherapy and utilizing it in a clinical setting. I mean, you can do it for pain reduction. You can do it for hypnoanesthesia, hypnobirthing. You can do it for um, uh, the crime, crime uh, for uh, understanding different recall of experiences and events. And there's forensic hypnotherapy, right? You know, so there's all of these different forms. But the bottom line is that they're getting into somebody's unconscious. Now, sometimes when it's used for like forensics, it's used to help the person remember and recall in that hyper suggestible state and that open state, right? But it's used in all of these different fashions. And then where it draws the line on spirituality, so that's like more on the Western or like scientific stuff, is that there is something supernatural that's going on and it's opening you up to a different realm in a way. And in having those belief systems, and oftentimes it's tied in with like energy healing or other, you know, metaphysical stuff. And so people find that spiritual connection because maybe a lot of people look at their unconscious mind as being their higher soul. Right. And so this is my higher soul or this is my other part of myself. And so then it, straddles that line of spirituality but then some people just look at it as clinical okay it's the subconscious or unconscious the element of your brain right but wow that's fascinating can we talk about when you when you speak about the science or the methodology of getting in there and hypnotizing somebody i'll also never forget when i went for the first time you did an exercise where you were talking to me with different patterns with different tones or with different cadence, I mm-hmm. guess, to find out how I became suggestible. Yeah, that's, what, a, that's a great that? memory. <laughs> um, no, so, okay, so every single person you, 
people have a different way of relating to the world. And some people are very inferential and some people are very literal and most people are on a spectrum in between, right? And in understanding, because the difference between going and just doing a pre-recorded hypnosis session or like video on like YouTube or something like that is that it's more generic and some of it is going to work and hit you really directly. And some of it might not resonate with you because it's not done in the way that you speak or you understand or you navigate with the world. So when on somebody's first session, I do this and other hypnotherapists do this is, is, is a way of understanding. Are you more inferential? Are you more literal? Are you going to uh, understand and, and relate better to uh, metaphors or direct suggestions? Right. And so we have to test things out and that's going to help the effectiveness of one dropping you further into it, but also allowing your mind to grab a hold of the things and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when somebody speaks your language, you just feel that they get you right. Um, and you can even take it a little further because I, I do NLP too, which is neurolinguistic programming. And that's understanding, you know, even people's language patterns and stuff along the lines of are people very visual? Are they auditory? Are they kinesthetic? Or are they more logical, which is auditory digital? And so if you understand that mixed in with the, with the inferential uh, literal, then, then he had the recipe for, okay, I'm talking to you. I'm using your words and the way that you speak and feel and hear and, you know, understand. And then your body just absorbs better. And somehow when you're doing hypnotherapy on me, it sounds like you're reading a fairy tale. Yes. <laughs> I have a very unique way of like, I, so I look at from the, if we go back from the clinical, like, cause I have a background where I have my master's in psychology and I've, I've done all of that that work from uh, a clinical standpoint and understanding marriage family therapy and stuff like that. But I am very much in the metaphysical, you know, I have metaphysical new age store, you know? So uh, when I actually do my hypnosis, I channel. And so you're getting not only me from the clinical aspect, but I'm taking in direct whatever is channeling through me is what you need. And that can come across as very whimsical, very uh, poetic, very whatever it may be. And I'm like half the time, I don't know how I'm talking for like over a half hour, like doing these metaphors and tying it together, but it's just, it's just happening, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. The last interview I did for the idea fountain was with light Watkins who taught me meditation and oh, awesome. every single day he sends out these daily doses and they're awesome emails you get. And he was talking about how things just come through him and he doesn't even remember what he wrote five days ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I think the more you, 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 you tune into that, the more, you know, and I have, I have the basis phones. So I always take notes and I, you know, make sure that I am tying everything together because to be super effective, it's like pulling out weeds. It's not just about changing that presenting issue. It's about also navigating what are the deeper core things that we can rip out, shift and alter, you know? And so I have that as a base point, but then it's letting spirit work with me too. 
Um, I think that one of the things that might be helpful for somebody that's never done this is getting them to a point of understanding where they feel safe, right? Yeah. Because maybe all of us had like a senior grad night that had a guy up on stage who was like half hypnotherapist, half comedian, uh -huh. and hypnotized people into like, you know, I don't know, bouncing around the stage like they were a monkey or something like that. Yeah. And um, there's an element of control that I know a lot of people are scared to give up when they go do hypnotherapy, but it's really not like that. Can you, I mean, I could try to explain how I feel, but how do you explain to people about the level of consciousness and control and safety when they go under? Yeah. Well, first of all, if it's important to know that any hypnotherapist, whether me or somebody else, we're merely a guide guiding you. You're the one being, you're the driver, you know? So if you wanted to snap yourself out of it at any point, you can't. Um, it's not like, you know, some people after they've done a few sessions and stuff like that, and if they really are in a big state of trust or they allow themselves to go super deep, they might not remember anything but that's not the typical hypnotherapy experience. It's not like you're just knocked out, you're unconscious and you're going, I can put whatever suggestions into you that I want, you know? And that's where the important thing about trust comes into play. It's, it's, it's not just, we jump into the hypnosis session. It's we spend time getting to know each other. So I want you to feel completely comfortable that I'm here feeding back to you what it is that you want. And so that I'm, I'm just that mirror. I'm a mirror for you and you're allowing yourself to go through this process, right? And so how does it feel? It feels like you're somewhat awake and somewhat asleep. It's literally the state right in between awake and asleep. And so in that space, I like to say if somebody's never, if you've meditated, then you kind of can get what it's like when you go into a deeper meditation and you're kind of zoned out for a second and you're like, Ooh, I was somewhere else. But for people that haven't meditated, I said that the easiest way to know what it feels like is falling asleep on the couch while watching TV and you wake up and you're somewhat aware and you're somewhat unaware, but your body feels kind of heavy and you're a little out of it. That's what it feels like. But at any time you can pull yourself out. You can snap yourself out but most people won't feel like they want to because it's so relaxing. Right. You know? Yeah. And I think going back to what you said about getting to know somebody and talking about the problem first, it's not like you walk into your office or jump on a zoom call, uh, get in a chair and you start waving a little clock. Yeah. <laughs> like if I came to you and said, Christina, I feel like I've really been procrastinating on my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we would talk about that. Like, clinical traditional therapy for 20, 30 minutes. You might yeah. ask me why I feel like that. You know, when the last time I did one that really made me feel great or, you know, what results I want and then mm -hmm. you'll feed it back to me. Yep, absolutely. And then even in that thing, uh, that example too, I might look for other things that you have no problem with uh, productivity on because we, we map and mirror over in your brain to make it more effective. So if there's other areas in your life that you're productive all the time and you have no, no stalling, no hesitation. We can say, okay, it's time to give you the same feelings in the same way that you respond to that about your podcast. Right. Right. And then boom, 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 boom. Um, and how much would you recommend somebody do hypnotherapy? Well, I think that it's hypnotherapy is something that in my opinion can be done 
here and there for <laughs> maintenance, for different things. When people are working on a specific uh, issue or looking to get a certain result, I always say anywhere from one to five sessions tend to be like that result shift. Uh, but we are constantly going through life. We're constantly shifting. We're constantly changing. And it's a great push to get you back on track or to remember to remember how powerful you are or be in that alignment. Right. And so in that case, it's kind of like when you go get a massage, you go get a massage when you're sore, but you also go get a massage, maybe also for maintenance sometimes. Yeah. That's a really good analogy. Um, okay. I want to talk about one metaphysical thing. Let's talk okay. about hypnotherapy as it relates to past lives. Now ah. I feel like in your practice, that is almost a separate service. Like somebody will go work on past life regression and all the time I've known you, I've never been, and, and I will point out that in all the time I've known you, we've kind of worked on hypnotherapy as a little tune-up. It's yeah. not something necessarily I go every single week. Like if I'm going through a transition, I might pop in once a month, sometimes six months will go by. I think that massage analogy is great. But um, in all the time that I've known you, there's never been a challenge I've been working through and all of a sudden a past life came up that we had to unblock. Um, but yeah, you know, when you read about hypnotherapy, past lives come up. I would like to hear why it's separate in your practice and if you've had experience with it and just overall thought. Okay. So it's interesting. I think past life regression is um, something that's a super powerful tool. It gives people that, you know, when they can't find answers in their, their normal day-to-day -day life or their past or in this incarnation, that there might be things that take on, you know, it's just like when you say that things are in family lineages, right? That my parents were a certain way, my grandparents were a certain way, I'm, I'm this way. And it's like this passed down belief, but and people can grab their hand, head around that. But also, if you had these different experiences, there's these things of, of a mental permanency seed that's supposed to hold all of your data from your past life memories and the different ways that you've worked on developing in your soul. Now, how I look at it is I think that that can be super effective and that there can unlock different elements. And if people want to go and get a past life regression, it, the reason why it's different is that it's a little bit longer of a process. It's more about having an experience of um, going back and revisiting those past lives. It's, it's regression therapy. Um, I've, you know, regression therapy can be done for, I, I don't really recommend regression therapy for, uh, any type of trauma, you know, if people are going back, you know, I've done it for a couple court cases and things like that to identify a rapist or different things along those lines. But it's something that you go back and you re-experience that event as if you were living that event in that moment so that you can be very clear at the end of details and everything. So a past life regression does that for your past lives as you re-enter these portals of experiences and time points of where your mind feels that this is an important memory that might be tied to this life, right? So now whether you believe in past lives or not, that having that awareness and having that shift and having that understanding might unlock something to change. The way that I look at it is I don't personally do, I've done a couple past life regressions, but my 
my belief is what can we work on now that you want different for most of the reason you've also talked a little bit about why is hypnotherapy a little bit different than regular therapy is that it's less about the past and more about the result that you want to get right where a lot of times working with traditional therapy which i think is good is going through and re um, understanding what it is that you went through, what you experienced and, and, and reopening maybe like that wound so it can finally fully heal. Right. But this is about how do you shift? Okay. How do you, okay. Yes. You have blocks with money. Maybe you got in a past life, you lost your fortune or you were beheaded. But for me personally, I don't, I just want to know how do you want to feel about money instead? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's why I always get hung up on past life stuff too. It's like there's information, but what do you do with it? Like I remember years ago when I was probably in high school in Seattle, there's this music festival, Bumbershoot, and they used to have all these psychics lined up. And I went and it was one of the first time I'd ever had a reading and I held somebody's hands and this guy said that I believe you lived in England in the 1800s and you really loved music and you were a teacher at a girl's school and they weren't allowed to learn music. And so you married the headmaster and you were able to talk him into it. <laughs> I was like, sounds about right. <laughs> but what do I do with it now? Like, what do you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. Like, I like focusing on the future. And I also like when we talk about traditional clinical therapy, why I think it's good to have a, a regular practice with that is we're moving so fast just to check yeah. in and take inventory on life. Um, speaking of moving fast, I, one more thing I want to touch on here. We're coming out of one of the toughest years a lot of us have ever experienced, right? With mm -hmm. the pandemic. And I don't know that people are talking enough about mental health. Oh, we come out of the pandemic, it's not going to be a light switch when you're vaccinated just to go back to normal. One of my friends said to me the other day that it's never going to be normal again. And she said, if I didn't risk my life to see you in the last 18 months, and it really was risking my life, I probably don't need to see you now. <laughs> and I think you know, a lot of people are feeling social anxiety. A lot of people are questioning how much they really do want to integrate again, whether it be socially or at work. Um, how could hypnotherapy potentially help people coming out of the pandemic? Yeah, well, that's the biggest thing that I think you, you hit is that we aren't talking about the mental health. Anxiety rates are through the roof. Uh, depression, suicide, like these are some of the things that the numbers are just like going up and we're social beings. And I think a lot of the, the, that the fact that we've been in isolation, most people, and that we've drastically changed our lifestyle in a short period of time, um, is hard on people. But the one thing to remember is that humans may not be the smartest, the fastest, the strongest, but the one thing that we are is we're the most resilient. And, and 
being resilient and reminding yourself of the resilience is that this is just one more thing in the shifts and the changes in your life that you can overcome and, and change. But, and so where does hypnosis help is it reminds people of their strength. If they're, if they're struggling with depression, remind, it can help remind you and get you back on place of, uh, what do you enjoy? What do you, what do you want to work on if for anxiety, anxiety hypnosis is probably one of the most uh, effective for it in just regular anxiety. So you're turning down the anxiety dial is something hypnosis is pretty much known for just across the board. Um, but it's also allowing you to know that it's okay that if you do have different changes a heart. You don't have to go back. The way that we've created this world doesn't mean that that's the right way that we created it in the beginning, you know, hustle, bustle, let's everybody work, 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 then go to networking and then do this and do that. And, and the pandemic has caused people to stop and reevaluate what's important. And then it's re refreshing that into your mind that that's okay, that that's important, or that's okay, that you don't need to go back to the way things work if you don't want to, them to be, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I want to make sure everybody knows how to find you at Liberate Emporium. We've got the shop in Los Feliz. You've got, it's just liberateemporium.com, right? Yeah. Well, I just switched the liberateemporium.com will lead you to it, but I put everything under liberateyourself.com. Liberate yourself. And that, uh, it's really easy just to book sessions online now. Yeah. And then, uh, do we get to share the news or is, yeah, uh, sure. is the future news a secret? No, no, it's not a secret. So we could share it here first. All right. New store coming. New store coming on the border of Sherman Oaks and Studio City on Ventura. Uh, so that that one's going to uh, be we had a, a location in Hollywood that we did some events and we could do more classes and workshops. And this will be that again. We'll have an outdoor area. We'll be able to do outdoor experiences. We'll host live music on occasion, as well as meditations and classes and services. So, okay, that's awesome. I'm really excited. When do you think the new spot's going to open? I probably very beginning of July, end of June for the soft opening. Woo, that's exciting. It's coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for jumping on. Anything else you want people to know? No, that's it. We, I think we covered a lot. If anybody has any questions, just reach out, you know, you can always contact us. Awesome. I know you're going to help a lot of people. Thanks for jumping on. Thank you, Julie. It's always a pleasure. All right. Thanks again for listening to the Idea Fountain. I always appreciate when you share episodes online or with friends. Also, don't forget to check out the newest location of Liberate Emporium in Sherman Oaks. I put all the information on Instagram at the Idea Fountain and please tell them we sent you.